If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 13 of The Recollections of Rifleman Harris, edited by Henry Curling. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Retreat to Corona Towards evening of the same day Howans was punished, we came to a part of the country of a yet wilder and more desolate appearance even than that we had already traversed. A dreary wilderness it appeared at this inclement season, and our men, spite of the vigilance of the general, seemed many of them resolved to stray into the open country, rather than traverse the road before them. The coming night favoured their designs, and many were, before morning, lost to us through their own wilfulness. Amongst others, I found myself completely bewildered and lost upon the heath, and should doubtless have perished had I not fallen in with another of our corps in the same situation. As soon as we recognised each other, I found my companion in adversity was a strapping resolute fellow named James Brooks, a North of Ireland man. He was afterwards killed at Toulouse by a musket ball which struck him in the thigh. He was delighted at having met with me, and we resolved not to desert each other during the night. Brooks, as I have said, was a strong, active, and resolute fellow, as indeed I had, on more occasions than one, witnessed in Portugal. Catch hold of my jacket, Harris, said he. The ground here is soft, and we must help each other tonight, or we shall be lost in the bogs. Before long, that which Brooks feared happened, and he found himself stuck so fast in the morass that, although I used my best efforts to draw him out, I only shared in the same disaster, so that, leaving him, I turned and endeavoured to save my own life if possible, calling to him to follow before he sank over head and ears. This was an unlucky chance in our wearied state, as the more we floundered in the dark, not knowing which way to gain a firmer foundation, the faster we fixed ourselves. Poor Brooks was so disheartened that he actually blubbered like a child. At length, during a pause in our exertions, I thought I heard something like the bark of a dog come down the wind. I bade Brooks listen, and we both distinctly heard it. The sound gave us new hope, just as we were about to abandon ourselves to our fate. I advised Brooks to lay himself as flat as he could and drag himself out of the slough, as I had found some hard tufts of grass in the direction I tried, and so by degrees we gained a firmer footing and eventually succeeded in extricating ourselves, though in such an exhausted state that for some time we lay helplessly upon the ground, unable to proceed. At length, with great caution, we ventured to move forwards in the direction of the sounds we had just heard. 
We found, however, that our situation was still very perilous, for in the darkness we hardly dared to move a step in any direction without probing the ground with our rifles, lest we should again sink and be eventually smothered in the morasses we had strayed amongst. On a sudden, however, as we carefully felt our way, we heard voices shouting in the distance and calling out, Men lost! Men lost! which we immediately concluded were the cries of some of our own people, who were situated like ourselves. After a while, I thought I saw, far away, something like a dancing light, which seemed to flicker about, vanish, and reappear, similar to a jack-o'-lantern. I pointed it out to Brooks, and we agreed to alter our course and move towards it. As we did so, the light seemed to approach us, and grow larger, and presently another and another appeared like small twinkling stars, till they looked something like the lamps upon one of our London bridges, as seen from afar. The sight revived our spirits, more especially as we could now distinctly hear the shouts of people who appeared in search of the stragglers, and as they approached us, we perceived that such was indeed the case. The lights, we now discovered, were furnished by bundles of straw and dry twigs, tied on the ends of long poles, and dipped in tar. They were borne in the hands of several Spanish peasants, from a village near at hand, whom Crawford had thus sent to our rescue. He had discovered, on reaching and halting in this village, the number of men that had strayed from the main body, and immediately ordering the torches I have mentioned to be prepared, he collected together a party of Spanish peasants, and obliged them to go out into the open country and seek for his men, as I have said, by which means he saved, on that night, many from death. To return to my own adventures on this night, when Brooks and myself reached the village I have mentioned, we found it filled with soldiers, standing and lying, huddled together like cattle in a fair. A most extraordinary sight, it appeared, as the torches of the peasants flashed upon the way-worn and gaunt figures of our army. The rain was coming down too on this night, I remember, and soon after I reached our corpse, I fell helplessly to the ground in a miserable plight. Brooks was himself greatly exhausted. But he behaved nobly, and remained beside me, trying to persuade some of our men to assist him in lifting me up, and gaining shelter in one of the houses at hand. "'May I be damned,' I heard him say, "'if I leave Harris to be butchered in the streets by the cowardly Spaniards the moment our division leaves the town.' At length Brooks succeeded in getting a man to help him, and together they supported me into the passage of a house, where I lay upon the floor for some time. After a while... By the help of some wine they procured, I rallied and sat up, till eventually I got once more upon my legs, and, arm in arm, we proceeded again into the streets and joined our corpse. Poor Brooks certainly saved my life that night. He was one of the many good fellows whom I have seen out, and I often think of him with feelings of gratitude as I sit at my work in Richmond Street, Soho. When the division got the order to proceed again, we were still linked arm in arm, and thus we proceeded. Sometimes, when the day appeared, stopping for a short time and resting ourselves, and then hurrying on again. I remember Sir Dudley Hill passing me on a mule this day. He wore a Spanish straw hat and had his cloak on. He looked back when he had passed and addressed me. Harris, said he, I see you cannot keep up. He appeared sorry for me for he knew me well. You must do your best, he said, my man, and keep with us, or you will fall into the hands of the enemy. As the day wore on, I grew weaker and weaker, and at last, spite of all my efforts, I saw the main body leave me hopelessly in the lurch. 
Brooks himself was getting weaker too. He saw it was of little use to urge me on, and at length, assenting to my repeated request to be left behind, he hurried on as well as he was able without a word of farewell. I now soon sank down in the road, and lay beside another man who had also fallen, and was apparently dead, and whom I recognised as one of our sergeants, named Taylor, belonging to the Honourable Captain Packenham's, now General Sir Hercules Packenham, company. End of chapter 13「VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.